On today's episode, we talk about how to consistently master energy and performance if you're an e-commerce business owner or you're an e-commerce marketer. This is an episode you don't want to miss, so do stay tuned. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high-growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or four-fold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. And- Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear first-hand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. Hello. Okay, so this is a very, very interesting um, conversation you're about to listen to. It's an interview I had with Kellyanne um, Market, and he is a he's a performance coach, like a high performance coach. So if you're like a high performance, you know, entrepreneur, and he, he focuses on on entrepreneurship. E-commerce is one of his niches. He helps you understand what energy and performance is all about. That's all I'll say. I didn't really know what to expect from this conversation because I don't normally talk about, you know, high performance and energy in this, you know, this kind of stuff. I normally just talk about marketing and entrepreneurship on here. But if you look at the fundamentals of everything we do, um, whether you're running a store, whether you're supporting a store, it, it is really down to your identity, you know, who you think you are, um, your habits, and it, it is also down to your energy levels, you know, what motivates you. And he is, I don't know, he, he blew my mind because after speaking to, to Kellyan, I just started to be a lot more conscious of myself, about my actions, about my conversations. And um, yeah, he's a really clever you know, um, coach, I have to say, um, he does refer to himself as a consistent performance mentor. Um, it's just, but from my perspective, it's like a performance coach, a high performance coach. So think about like, um, an athlete, you know, sometimes athletes or all the time athletes would have like a, um, a, will have like a psychologist, you know, um, a high performance athletes will always have a psychologist to, you know, prep them up. This is the kind of guy who would, you know, lift your energy and motivation to towards, um, you know, um, just 
remaining at your optimal state. And we, we talk about discipline. We talk about physiology. We talk about rewards, rewarding yourself. We talk about um, believing in the kind of person you are, which which I found to be the most, most um, interesting part of this conversation, which is like identity level belief to impact your habit design. He blew me away. He has, he's so energetic himself and he's just full of answers and um, structured answers at that. So um, it's an episode you don't want to miss. So, um, you know, let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. Enjoy the episode and I will catch you on the other side. Behind on planning for Black Friday and Cyber Monday? Well, Clavio is here to help. Clavio is the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for online brands of all kinds and all sizes. With email automation, SMS marketing, list growth tools, and more, you'll get everything you need to build strong relationships that keep your customers coming back. And with the holiday season right around the corner, there's no time like the present. Get up and running quickly with Clavio's lightning fast integrations pre-built marketing automations and the beautiful email templates. Whether you're a billion dollar business or just starting out, Clavio is the e-commerce marketing platform for growth during the holidays and long after. Get a free trial at clavio.com slash 2x. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash 2x. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up. Accidents happen. Perhaps you installed an app that messed up your theme or a CSV import completely messed up your product catalog. Common myth, cloud-based e-commerce platforms like Shopify and BigCommerce have automatic backup solutions you can use when something goes wrong with your store. This is simply untrue. They don't. Myth busted. So what do you do? You use Rewind. Rewind will protect Shopify and big commerce stores with automatic backups. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Rewind is trusted by over 25,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest retail brands you can think of. Gymshark, Movement Watches, and Pampers all use Rewind for automatic backups. So here's the deal for 2Xs. If you head over to rewind.io, which is R-E-W-I-N-D.io, install Rewind, you'll get to use it for free for seven days. If you reach out to the Rewind team and mention the 2X e-commerce podcast, then extend your seven-day trial for a full month for free. Enjoy peace of mind with Rewind Backups. Remember to head over to Rewind.io and don't forget to mention the 2X e-commerce podcast for a full month trial. Hi guys, welcome, 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 welcome to the 2X e-commerce. I'm your host, Kune Campbell, and this is the podcast dedicated to rapid growth in online retail. Now, if you're looking to grow metrics such as, you know, conversions, average order value, traffic, and ultimately sales, um, I look for experts who um, are proven to just deliver results and help you just maximize, you know, um, these metrics to, to pushing you forward and, you know, growing your, 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 your e-commerce brands. Now, on today's episode, I don't think I've ever... 
um, brought anybody like Killian. Killian is a consistent performance mentor. Now, it, it is all about, he's all about maximizing energy and your mind to, to prep you up essentially as a founder, as a member of an e-commerce team to be your very best. And I think we often forget the fundamentals of, you know, um, performance in general and how like on a, on what we do at the base level affects how we work. And this is why I really wanted to bring Kellyan into the show to kind of get us all mentally prepped up. If you look at some of the best online courses, you know, on the planet right now, it all starts out with mindset training before you get into the tactics or any kind of strategy. So it's with the ultimate pleasure um, I, um, you know, I'm, I'm high, I'd like to, you know, welcome Kellyan to the show. Welcome Kellyan. Uh, thanks a lot for this awesome introduction, Kunli. I'm super pumped to be here and I'm really looking forward to dropping some good value uh, for your listeners right now. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. It's, it's, it's wonderful to have you here. I probably haven't given you sufficient you know, um, justice with the introduction. Could you take a minute or two to introduce yourself to, to listeners? And I think we're on YouTube live right now. Sure, I'd be happy to do so. Yeah. So as you said, I consider myself a very specific term. It's a consistent performance mentor. So what I do is I help usually business owners to optimize their daily energy levels and their performance so they can actually grow their business without burning themselves out or without neglecting other areas of their life for other people. And the reason why I call myself a consistent performance mentor is, you know, as opposed to just a productivity coach or all these other terms out there is that a lot of people, they actually kind of know what they should be doing. They, they, they think like, yeah, okay, I, have, I need to have some good routines. I need to exercise. I need to sleep well and all of these things. And lo lots of them kind of know what they should be doing. But the problem is the consistency. So a, lot, a lot of guys I work with, they are, you know, going to the gym for weeks or months and they're good with some things and they're operating their business really nicely for weeks and months. But then suddenly they're falling off again. And they're asking themselves, where did all my good habits go? Right? It's all gone and something happens in their life, in their business, and suddenly they fall off the wagon. And that's got me thinking, what is it that separates the few percent of top performers who are able to keep high levels of performance and energy over the long term and the people who have these ups and downs? And that's what I dedicate myself toward helping people with to achieve this consistent performance, right? And this is something we can touch on. It goes into a deeper level. It goes into mindset. It goes into identity. And once you really nail that down, then you can really ingrain performance and energy at a really deep identity level. I, I, I like the recurrent theme there, which is consistency. Um, where do we start? Should we start as to why people break a habit? You know, what, what is the major cause of, you know, doing something over time and then just stopping? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think it goes back down, it comes back down to two, two factors. And the major first factor is that people don't really know how to properly build good habits. 
They just have this flawed understanding, which is fueled by motivational videos and some books as well to just do it, you know, just discipline yourself, just stick to it, you know, like Nike, just do it. And, you know, like, but there is not a solid framework how to make behavior stick, right? And that's the problem. People rely on willpower, they rely on motivation, they rely on trying to discipline themselves. But then suddenly environment is stronger, something happens in their business, they, you know, social media distractions. For a lot of e-com businesses, distraction is huge because you have to use social media a lot and then notifications. So, Number one, not a solid habit design, meaning a proper framework and system to make a habit bulletproof. That's number one. And number two is genuinely you don't believe that you are this kind of person. And that's the deeper identity level. That's kind of, do I actually think I am someone who exercises consistently? Do I consider myself an, an athlete Once you reach an identity level, there is no question about this anymore. And I always like to give this example of, of a pro athlete. A pro athlete, if you ask him, do you use any discipline? Or do you force yourself to go work out? And he would probably laugh at you. He would say, no, of course I go work out. I, that's who I am. I am an athlete. Of course I do this, right? Yeah. And that's the shift you want to have. Once you reach a level of consistency where you say, it's part of who I am, of course I do this, then it's part of your identity. And then you would use willpower to not do it, right? And this, yeah. the cool thing is, this is something you can achieve in your health by saying, I'm someone who eats healthy. I am someone who works out because I'm a fit and healthy person. And the same thing, I, I'm a focused person. I value my yeah. focus, right? So this is something which people get wrong, the identity and the proven framework. And if you master both, then you can truly be consistent. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. You, you, you have to be, you know, you have to be it to, to, to do it. Okay, so when you talk about identity, We have so many goals on a regular basis. You know, um, we want to do this. We want to build a SaaS, you know, um, e-commerce business. We want to get into this, into, you know, new products. We want to build our team. We want to be effective leaders. How do you choose, make a choice on the identity to grab? You know, because there's so many, at the end of the day, because we have so many goals, we could be tempted to choosing individual identities and then just gets really confusing. Mm. Um, would you suggest we, we more often change the identity as um, circumstances change or um, do we grab certain core, um, like say like you no know, core personality traits, like I'm a disciplined person rather than, you know, I'm an e-commerce, I'm a successful e-commerce entrepreneur, something like that. I'm, I'm not sure. How would you define this identity, you know, level, um, this, this, this stuff you're talking about, identity level? Yeah, that's a great question. And you mentioned a cool trigger word that I want to elaborate on, and that's you said core. What's your core? What's at your core? And that's the idea of I would start off by defining for myself, what are even my values? What are my core values? And by asking myself that, what are the 
the things that really resonate with me on a deeper level, right? Mm -hmm. And once you understand what your values are, what you really deem as important in life, then you will also get a better understanding about the character traits that already exist within you as potential that you might have had in a higher level in the past, but are now maybe neglecting a little bit. Mm. And you know what also resonates with you. So what you really want to double down on. So that clarity that very little people, very few people actually do is kind of ask themselves, what is my value? And then you can come up just with five or six of them. For example, for some people, it's self-improvement or adventure or freedom, right? This is a very, very big uh, values for entrepreneurs as well. Yeah. And then you ask yourself for many people also health, health is yeah. wealth is super important. And then yeah. you ask yourself, what are the character traits that I admire in other people? And can I see them somewhere in myself? And then a big exercise I do with my client is also how, like, where do you see in the past that you have already been like that. And mm -hmm. that's a very powerful one because when you see, okay, this is important to me, for example, discipline, discipline and health. Let's show, she's chose two, uh, those two. Maybe some inspiration, some idols of pe people that you look up to have that, right? And you say, that resonates with me. That's a value of mine, health and, and discipline, right? And you ask yourself, okay, I sometimes struggle with that and there must be a reason for that. So how can I be more consistent with that. And then you ask yourself, was there a time, a success experience, a good time in the past where you were good with that? And then you ask yourself, how did I feel back then? And then you, you're like, hmm, interesting. When I was a teenager, hmm, I was doing the sports really consistently and I was doing this and that. I was quite disciplined and that was fun and I had lots of energy. That's interesting. And you might have gotten forgotten about this. And that's the crucial thing. That's what they talk about, for example, in Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. Highly recommend this book. Okay. It's the Psycho-Cybernetics Maxwell Maltz, classic of, okay. of self-image psychology. And then you basically, when you have this successful experience in the past, you bring that winning feeling into the present moment and you connect this winning feeling from the past, which gave you a good emotion. Oh, I was able to actually be energetic and disciplined in the past. And then you connect it with the new thing that you want to stick to. And that's, that's, the, that's the secret formula, tapping into potential that already exists within you because yeah. you've been like that in the past and then building on that, right? So yeah. clear on your values, clear on your desired character traits. And where have you been like that in the past? building on those wins. A lot of people, yeah. they just need a bit more encouragement. Like, yeah. look what you've done well. Don't look what you're doing wrong. Look look what your strengths, you know, look on what you can yeah. build upon and build yeah. on that, right? And then from there, try to implement the new, the new behaviors. Yeah, I, I really like your point on past references, you know, tapping into, you know, um, your, your core to your past references to, to, to figure out, you know, um, to, to, to define yourself, your core values. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. Is your e-commerce store powered by Magento, BigCommerce, Commerce Cloud, WooCommerce, or a custom cat platform? Is it slow? Does it have too many fields or involves too many steps to complete a purchase? Enter, enter, Bolt. enter, 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 enter. 
It's the fastest e-commerce checkouts in the industry, period. Boatloads 10x faster than native checkouts with an average checkout duration of just over 30 seconds. Bolt is mobile native with no scroll on mobile screens. It offers a zero fraud guarantee and has 42% fewer fields than native checkouts. Bolt supports Stripe, Apple Pay, PayPal, and several more payment gateways and providers. Bolt helps luxury sunglasses brand Dita reduce checkout abandonment by 32%, which resulted in a 50% conversion rate uplift. Don't lose customers at checkout. Use Bolt. Bolt is offering a completely free bottom of funnel checkout audit to 2x e-commerce listeners. Head over to bolt.com forward slash 2x to get your free checkout audit now. That's bolt.com forward slash 2x. Do you see a trend with your clients around um, taking a pursuit outside of work? It could be like a triathlon, a marathon. It could be climbing Kilimanjaro, whatever. Um, and then, or skydiving on your own without any aid. Um, do, do they use those, um, that sense of adventure, that sense of going extreme, that sense of being alive? Um, do they tap into, you know, such references outside work to be more productive or are those totally unrelated? Hundred percent. That's a. These are great examples. I have a number of clients. One of them, he recently just did what you said, uh, skydiving. Another client, he is very much into traveling. And it's actually an e-commerce uh, business owner as well. And he's very much into traveling, exploring different cultures, climbing, hiking, all these kind of things. And I would say. It sounds like, yeah, it's a hobby, but it's something deeper than that. It is, yeah. you're living up to your values. That's what I yeah. said. And a big reason why people don't feel fulfilled over the long term is that they don't live up in line to their values. So, you know, there's a difference between like just happiness, but then also this feeling of satisfaction or fulfillment. And in my opinion, that comes from knowing what your values are and trying to live up to them more regularly. Best case on a, on a given day, if you can, but then simply over the course of a few weeks or months looking, okay, I value adventure well, how much adventure did I have in the last few weeks when you're just stuck in work, right? And you're like, okay, of course, am I not feeling satisfied right now? So it's for them fulfilling their value, getting inspiration, getting excitement back, also getting then um, this creativity again, this novelty. Yeah. It, it, you need to unplug from work simply to be able to bring new ideas into yeah. work for yeah. e-commerce business owners, especially, well, it is about creating good copy, having good creatives, being creative in the decision-making of your products. These are all creative tasks. So people who are able to recharge, you're like, like a good writer, a good writer takes a lot of walks, has a lot of yeah. silence time, you know, does sports, goes for a run, sits in the park, yeah. and then the good ideas come. That's like yeah. what Thomas Edison did. You know, he did a lot yeah. of that inventory. So that's super important for, for everything, for your health, your sanity, but also your business.
I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. Okay. Um, so we, 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 we're talking, we've talked about habits and then, you know, tapping into your, your core values to, 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 to get these, um, to, to sort of, um, you know, connect, um, you know, what your values, what, what, you know, what your habits are and then become that, um, identity level, per, you know, person. Um, what, uh, about, um, energy, um, you know, there's, so there's identity in the one hand, um, there are the habits, um, that are linked to the identity. Um, what do you think about energy? We sometimes have a burst of energy. Sometimes we, we start out a project, um, super excited, mm-hmm. jump right in. Um, and then it's crickets or, you know, things just slow down and then we, we slow down with it. Or sometimes we get into a project, it fails and we just don't have the energy to try again, you know, um, and this happens the order you get. How do you maintain that energy? Is it even safe? Is it a, is it a, a, a you know, um, is it your, your, your mind just telling you, look, um, reduce your risk levels or, you know, is, is this, is this an issue or, um, do we have to live with it or can we hack, you know, um, energy to, to, to fire us through, you know, potential opportunities? Mm, that, that's an awesome question. And look, first of all, I think we have to make a distinction here between energy and motivation. These are, of course, related somehow and correlated, but they're somewhat different, right? When it's, it comes about, for example, you're talking about, you know, there's a project that didn't go as well as planned. And the question is, how do you keep up the energy? But how do you also keep up the motivation to still work mm. on that, right? Both are both are equally important. And both also come with each other. So what I would first say is, ask yourself, how are your energy levels behaving on a day-to-day basis? Because when people sometimes feel, oh, today I'm not motivated and I'm not, I, I don't feel like doing it and, oh, and the business is not so exciting and so on, chances are you neglected one of the crucial components of energy. And these are, for example, sleep. These are also your nutrition. These are exercise and movement. And also simply social contacts and also these things outside of work, which are important. So yeah. when, whenever you feel like, oh, your mindset your state is not right, well, first of all, ask, take a step back and ask, how is your physiology? Is your body feeling all right? Did you feel recovered and rested, right? So this is the first thing I would fix. Master your sleep, number one, consistently. A lot of people struggle with that. Number two, eat good food that leaves you energized instead of sluggish. Lots of greens, lots of things that actually make sure you don't have any deficiencies. Well, sometimes you feel low energy and and not motivated, but it can be you have a deficiency or you sometimes eat food that that you're not tolerating well. And that's why you don't feel energetic. And third thing is exercise consistently, but also have a lot of movement throughout the day. What I'm doing right here is I'm standing at a standing desk, for example. This is one tool to give you actually more energy because you're in a much more moving environment, right? And then having breaks throughout the day and so on. So once these foundations, once you say, wow, I really... Uh, designed a great day for me where all these habits and performance foundations are in place. Then you can ask yourself, okay, long-term now, how do I manage my energy and motivation long-term? And a lot of it goes back to actually giving yourself some rewards for the things that you do well. 
I see a lot of people, they struggle with that. They just accumulate, you know, more material stuff. They don't really care about, you know, the next gadget or whatever. But what very little people do is, for example, they, they don't go to like massages or have a spa day. That's what I recommend my clients, actually. You know, take a full day off, put the phone away, no phone day, and just, you know, relax, take a sauna, and, and really, really shut off from work. This Or go into nature, right? Have a nature day and so on. This really helps you to let go, to reconnect with yourself. And then, of course, looking also what you achieved so far and knowing that, you know, f um, projects that fail, well, you need a, you learn something from that. You need these reference experiences to know, okay, how often do I actually need to fail to then fail forward, right? There's a lot of stories by, by, by people who, for example, the guy who, who founded KFC, he was like doing that when he was really old, right? And there's a lot of other stories where people failed before, but then achieved greatness. And that's something that energy on a daily basis, managing energy and motivation over the long term, and also putting things into perspective. That makes a lot of sense. I really love the fact you talked about your physiology, getting that right for, for your energy, sleep, nutrition, exercise, you know, social contact is something we sometimes neglect. Um, would you consider like um, an office environment, social contact, or would you suggest we, we go further afield um, for social contact? I would definitely say you should also seek out um, interactions that are non-work related, simply to allow your mind um, to switch off again, to foster creativity. Your mind will not come up with great solutions when you constantly think about work. It is only during those times of leisure, of, of, of relaxation, you're in the shower, you relax and ooh, I could be doing this. And suddenly there you have this, this, you know, this inspiration coming in. And that's the same with social contacts. Go out for, for networking events, but also in a more creative way, you know, like sit meeting in a, in a pub, in a bar, or, you know, like going out for, for, for a drink or whatever. That's yeah. a great letting go of work, talking with people about things that fire you up. That's another Absolutely. one. That's yeah. another one I want to talk about because so many people don't do is they always think it's about work. It's about work, but how can you lighten up the inner child in you and talk about some, something that you truly lights you up? It's yeah. your favorite cartoon. I don't care. It's your favorite movie. It's your favorite co comic. I don't know. Right. But something mm -hmm. where you really connect with other people and you have this nice feeling of, ah, oh, that brings excitement back with me. And that's also a little hack for people right now who have problems switching off at night. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of guys, my clients as well, a lot of guys problems are working late at night, thinking about emails and all these kind of things. Usually it's because you don't switch off. You don't have a separation between work and downtime. Make sure yeah. you have that. And then instead have an evening routine, something that's not even personal development related, not, yeah. not something that's even, even work related, something that's totally like read a fiction book, read Harry yeah. Potter. I don't care, but do something yeah. that you really enjoy. Yeah. Exactly. That you really yeah. say, I look forward to this. That's exciting reminds me of being a child and then you have so much easier relaxation time for yourself yeah yeah the, the major problem is these these things it's phones um we have you know um we, we keep with us okay what about sleep how do you optimize sleep um i 
very recently have decided to start waking up by half five in the morning, which pretty much means I need to be in bed by uh, maximum 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Um, are you a believer in, and sometimes I get tired by 11, you know, 11 in the morning. Um, are you a believer in power naps um, in a daytime? Um, what, what, how would you define optimized sleep from mm. a quality and um, a duration standpoint? Yeah, that, that's a good one. I could talk about this for hours, but to, in a nutshell, it's you want to think more in sleep cycles instead of just the duration on any given day. So a normal sleep cycle is around one and a half hours for, uh, for a normal person, right? So mm -hmm. there's studies who show that for the vast majority of people, getting anything below seven hours of sleep per day on a consistent basis will lead to performance declines. Whether they know that or feel that or not, it's measurable for a vast majority. There's a lot of people who think, oh, I can sleep less, but they're actually performing less than they could and they don't know it. And there's a great mm -hmm. podcast about this, Matthew Walker and Joe Rogan. If you haven't seen mm -hmm. it yet, check it out. He really nails down why sleep is so important. So that means for you, very likely you should sleep more than seven hours. And what I recommend is t targeting at least seven and a half because those are five sleep cycles, right? So think in terms of that. And if I said you should think in terms of sleep cycles, why? Because whatever reason you only manage on a given day to get six hours, that shouldn't be the goal, but let's say it happens, you know, you, you woke up earlier, you couldn't sleep or whatever, then it is possible to recover a little bit of the sleep with a nap in the afternoon. When you missed out on sleep in a big way and you didn't feel recovered, you could even say that I uh, make up a whole sleep cycle in the afternoon if I have the time, like one and a half hours. You don't want to go for one hour because the, the sweet spot is either you have half an hour or less or you then go for the full half an hour, a one and a half hour cycle. Why? Because once you enter deep sleep, you don't want to be woken up from this. Because you maybe notice you're like, you sleep and then something wakes you up and you're like, oh, where am I? And you feel like you feel more groggy than when you actually went to bed. So keep it, if you do a power nap, then keep it at 25 minutes more or less um, below the half an hour mark. It's very helpful actually to refresh yourself, give you a little bit uh, more creativity in the afternoons. Definitely true. But I would also say if you're someone who genuinely struggles with good sleep and has insomnia and sleep problems in the evening, it might be better for you actually to avoid naps and master and dial in your sleep at night. Make sure it's deep, make sure it's consistent, you're avoiding wake-ups and so on, and then you don't have the need also for, for naps so much in the afternoon. Clavio is the e-commerce marketing platform that helps brands build relationships with memorable email and SMS messages. Today, more than 50,000 brands like Living Proof, Hint, and Choppies choose Clavio to help them grow. Learn more and get started with the free trial at clavio.com slash 2x. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash 2x. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, what about nutrition? Um, from, from our perspective, you know, um, from the e-com perspective, what, what, what's your recommendation? 
I would definitely say um, that's for e-com people, but that's also for people who are simply high-performing business owners that mm -hmm. don't focus on food that is very, very, um, you know, um, artificially processed, right? A lot of food that is like ready-made foods and, and, and food that you can just get, buy over the top and things like that. These are usually very industrially refined foods. You want to avoid that because they're usually, there's not a lot of nutrients in there and there's a lot of, not a lot of, of, of uh, you know, nutrients in there that help you to be energetic and perform at your level. So what I would say is, the rule of thumb is you want to get large amounts of, of greens on any given day. And then that's basically um, vegetables like broccoli, like kale, spinach, and so on. And then also a lot of fruits, very important, you know, like can be berries, berries are great and, and, mm -hmm. and, and so on. So then the next thing is, some sources of, of, of protein that can be depends on whether you're a vegan uh, or a vegetarian. It doesn't really matter. You can find good sources of protein from whatever source. If you want to eat f meat and fish, go ahead, eat some high quality fish and meat. What I recommend is, for example, sardines are great because they are lower in toxins. And for meat, like go ahead and get at least like some, some grass fed stuff that is, you know, raised in, an, in, a, in a natural way. And if you don't get that, then don't eat meat. Like, you know, like don't do this, 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 yeah, don't, uh, do this. don't do the tortured stuff. That's like, that's not yeah. good. And then rather go vegetarian or vegan and make sure just your diet is plant based. And then you can include animal products products if you want or not. And the most important thing is simply that you get these things in consistently. And what I found for myself, what's very helpful and time efficient is all actually to drink smoothies and to make those smoothies yourself, not buy the ones from the supermarket, which have just, you know, some sugary juice in there and like some, some, I don't know, raspberries and banana blended. Well, that's, that's not really a smoothie. A smoothie, what I would suggest is you have a base of greens, for example, broccoli, spinach, Brussels sprouts. And then you have like berries, banana, apple, chia seeds, pumpkin seeds, these kind of things, some avocado for some healthy fats. You blend that thing and then you have a nice um, energy booster, a nice nutrition, nutritious meal that you can drink yeah. while you're working that you can take also to work no problem that's the first easy step to make sure you're covering the nutrients and make sure you're getting a lot of vitamins and have no deficiencies yeah yeah makes sense makes sense makes sense. and you feel you know very um you feel guilt-free when you're when you're drinking that okay um i wanted to touch base on two things um one is um discipline and the other is meditation. I think I'll start out with meditation. Um, do you recommend meditation for, for focus? Um, what are the benefits of meditation? Definitely hundred percent, hundred percent recommend make it meditation. I've been doing it myself for years now, and it's not necessarily that you need to start out with like these long hours or even not even 20 minutes per day. That's, that's too long, right? You can simply get started by, by getting an app that you enjoy and you do like five minutes per day, simply to get into the habit. And the, the thing it does, it, you shouldn't expect immediate groundbreaking results. That's for sure. That's one, one uh, reason why a lot of people don't do it consistently because like, okay, I'm sitting here now, nothing happens, boring, next, you know, like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. But the, the thing is, 
it, it should be a catalyst. I think that's the biggest, the biggest benefit, a catalyst for a more mindful, deliberate and present life. So when you start to say, okay, in the morning, five minutes or, or in the evening, five minutes, I sit down, focus on my breath, become calm, observe my thoughts. And I have this island of, of mindfulness, of presence in my day. Then you will realize, well, that's interesting. I'm actually most of my day just rushing around, just reacting to, to things that happen. And now I have five minutes where I can just be with myself and just be, ah, you know. And the catalyst is what I talked about, that you then incorporate more of that into your day. You're suddenly chopping some vegetables maybe, or you, I don't know, opening your lunch bag, you're sitting down for lunch and maybe you take one min minute to appreciate the food you have and, and, and take a moment to, to sit and be mindful about it. And then you maybe just the first two bites you take in a very mindful way. And that makes you simply more focused, more deliberate. And that's what, what something that then sparks into other areas of your life as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was explaining it to my friend last week um, about meditation. I'm, I'm on and off with it. I'm not consistent. Um, mine, mine's more transcendent. Um, but like I was explaining, it's, it's more like a, a mind flush. You know, we have so much going on. Imagine cleaning up your, your room. You know, you have an untidy room and then you just clean up your mind. And then he just he just got it. He's just like, well, okay, I'm, I'm going to try that. Uh, and I think it's, it's, you know, really, it really helps, you know, um, sometimes for, for clarity. Um, it's just, what about timing of meditation? Do you, would you, would you do it first thing in the morning? Um, when is your, when is the best time for, um, for meditation for you? I would say um, it depends. It's very individual, but um, mm -hmm. a good time is for some people in the evening. Simply it helps you to relax and let go of the day. Very mm -hmm. important. Um, but I would say the best time is the time you can do it consistently. It's also yeah. the same thing with the gym. It doesn't matter when you go to the gym, just do it when you can actually stick to it consistently. That's the first yeah. thing. And then once it becomes such a strong habit, you can play around and find the best time that, that works for you, right? Yeah. In the morning, for yeah. some people, it starts the day in a more mindful way. Fathers in the evening, it helps you to unwind more. It's really a preference thing. Yeah, yeah. Jerry Springer um, used to meditate um, at break time a launch time um, because he was the executive producer and also lead actor for, for Seinfeld. Mm. So um, yeah. So he, he just meditated right in the middle to kind of like restart him again, which, which he found, you know, um, fascinating. He's like, he couldn't do it in the morning, but eventually picked up in the morning. So he did it twice. Um, okay. Let's talk about discipline. Um, I think this is the, um, this most important, um, you know, bit in, in this episode, because discipline is, is financial discipline. Um, there is, um, discipline for turning or productivity discipline. Um, there's discipline with food, with, with nutrition, um, everything you've talked about here, um, you know, requires discipline to implement sleep, nutrition, exercise, social contacts. How do we become more disciplined individuals? And as you said, high performers, mm. discipline. In fact, all high performers have discipline. Discipline is a core pillar to, towards, um, to, you know, that supports what 
why they are who they are, their identity. So, um, yeah, go for it, please. I love it. This is my favorite topic. <laughs> Thanks for giving right. me that. Let's go. <laughs> so, first of all, the, the biggest shift, in my opinion, that needs to happen in people's mind is understanding truly what discipline is and what it is not. I think the biggest flaw that people have when it comes to discipline is they think it's something you do, but it's not. Discipline is not something you do. Discipline is a byproduct. Mm. When you say financial discipline, it's a great example. So that means that people are able to control their finances, to save money, to avoid mindless spending, you know, to accumulate wealth. But that, what you call financial discipline, is a byproduct of them establishing systems and habits that allow them to be like that. So that's the same for, for other areas. When you have a solid habit of saying, okay, each day I'm transferring that amount of my bank account on my savings account, then this is something which happens automatically on autopilot. And it's something where, where you're like, do you discipline yourself to be financially disciplined? Like, is it, is it really difficult? And then you're like, no, each month the money just goes away into my ETFs. I don't even know where the money is and my, my, my account grows. That's awesome. And then would you say that person disciplines himself? No, it's, it's a system. They have set up. It's a good habit. It runs automatically. And that's the same thing we talked about with, with other areas of your life, with your nutrition, with your exercise, right? I, would, I, I always give, it my, give this, this idea of the four levels of consistency. And the lowest level is motivation and willpower. Like, you know, like pumping yourself up and like forcing yourself and so on. The second level is disciplining yourself. This is where you get better at um, and, and using that willpower and you do it more consistently and you train your prefrontal cortex and you're like, okay, be more disciplined. And it works a little bit. You can become better at that stuff, but on some days you don't manage to do it, right? This is the second level. Then the third level is actual habits. When you're able to do that behavior for such a long time that it becomes automatic and it's not, it's not 21 days, it's actually more. There are studies who show that on average it's like 66 days, depends on what you're doing. So it takes, it takes longer to automate a behavior. And that is how behaviors run on autopilot. And then the final frontier is the highest level of consistency is identity. That's when you actually truly believe and at a mindset and self-image level that you're becoming this person. And this is what we talked about, that you then say, okay, I am a financially disciplined person. I am simply aware of my finances and I take care of that. And then it's, a, it's no question for you. Then you wouldn't simply do these weird purchases and, and not take care of your finances because you deep down believe it would go against your self-image. And that's the same thing when it comes to food, vegans, they say, what, eating meat? Of course, I don't eat meat. I am a vegan. It's part of their self-image. Same thing with athletes. They would work out and so on. So discipline is something which is a byproduct of you designing habits, routines, and systems in the right environment so that it gets triggered 
on autopilot and then over time shapes your identity and then you simply start to consider yourself a disciplined person because you manage to do it consistently that's in my opinion what discipline is um yeah i can't say anymore i think this is you know super brilliant kellyan um yeah <laughs> is is there anything else you think um i haven't asked you or anything you want to say any final words I would basically tell people that if you have listened that far, you're actually, you know, very far ahead of some people who never think about how to optimize my energy, how to optimize the way that I actually spend my time each day. Because this is the most important thing. You have only a limited number of days on this planet. Think about this memento mori. Remember that you will die. This concept of Stoic philosophers. And know the way I show up each day, that is how my life will turn out. How you live your days, so you craft your life. So a yeah. quote by Robin Sharma. And if you know that and you make the most out of each day for all life areas, not only for work, I think that's what we're here for. And that's what in the end gives you the most satisfaction and fulfillment. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for you know, just coming in and, you know, remind, just sharing, sharing the framework. Um, and I think frameworks are really, really, really important. And, you know, giving that guidance um, for people who want to, to follow Kellyan, um, he is um, on Kellyan, that's K-I-L-I-A-N-M-A-R k-e-r-t.com killianmerket.com he also has a checklist so if you go to the same website and you go forward slash checklist um, most of what we talked about um, will be there you can follow him on social media is the same handle on Facebook LinkedIn and Instagram Killian Market um, Killian it's been an absolute pleasure having you um, before I let you go um, what are your top three book recommendations on this topic which is just energy mastery and, and performance high performance mastery I would say you have a lot of, um, of books about energy and diet and so on but if you really want to master the consistency side of things I say number one Atomic Habits by James Clear Number yep. two, Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. This is the book about, um, uh, about the identity level. And book number three, I would say, hmm, that's going to be a tough one. Which one am I going to choose? Mm-hmm-hmm. I will say The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. <laughs> yep. you, know, you know why? Simply because why? it brings it all together that if you want to truly be high performing, you need to learn to live in the present moment. I need to learn to let go of ruminating thoughts. Mm. When you master these, when you master this presence in the moment, focus—that's what that is about. Combine it with the self-image from psychocybernetics, and you get the right tools from Atomic Habits. Your energy is going to be at max. Oh, so blown us away, mate! Thank you so much, Kelly. And um, yeah, fantastic. Cheers. Cheers. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X e-commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X e-commerce listeners on our Facebook group, e-commerce growth accelerator mastermind. Just search for 2X e-commerce on Facebook to find it. Answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. 
Catch you on the next show and keep growing.